Welcome to your typical Shona protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about our third series from Monogatari. This is Neko Monogatari Kuro, or Neko Monogatari Black. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, a little, little feelings about this one, but we'll get into it for sure. Yeah, substantially less toothbrush, which I kind of enjoyed, but uh, that doesn't make up for the, I don't know, the rest of what this really brings to the table. Uh, but yes, we will certainly get into it. So Neko Monogatari Black is the prequel series to Bake Monogatari, uh, which really tells the story of what happens with the first time that uh, Hanakawa, is that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, becomes an apparition where she gets the cat spirit and becomes everybody's favorite cat girl, which we learn about in the original Bakemonogatari. But this is really an opportunity for a retelling about that, along with an expansion about the feelings between Araragi and Hanakawa and uh, the whole backstory with. Shinobu. We kind of get more of that. We also get more of uh, Oshino, which is kind of exciting. We get a deeper uh, uh, insight into that. But yeah, it's more just four episodes of retelling what's happened already with new and different animation. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. That's So we just get the story behind the story, I guess you could say. Totally. Um, which I think they did a great job in, in kind of capping off this sort of story. Back in Bakemonogatari, we really get everything that already happened. So to see it retold kind of in long form is okay. But I don't think we really get new information in terms of anything that's really critical about this. Other than the fact that Araragi is trying to like sort out his feelings and like come to an understanding about how do you know if you're in love? And at the end of it, spoilers, he comes to the understanding that he doesn't want to be in love. He will find love outside of this event throughout Golden Week and move on because Hanakawa doesn't remember it and he's just going to leave it be and move on to someone else like, uh, oh, Lord, I forgot her name. <laughs> um, Senjogahara. Yeah, Senjogahara, yeah. who is not in this at all. The, she's in the last final, like, looking forward on About the staircase. To jump, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, totally not a player in this because it's before that story. Um, it, This story happens during Golden Week of um, Araragi's third year of high school, which is a whole big cultural event. Apparently, it takes up, uh, Golden Week takes up, like, Four of Japan's major national holidays, all back to back to back. It's like a former emperor's birthday and like imagine President's Day and Arbor Day and Fourth of July and like Thank You Children Day that doesn't exist in the U.S. All happens like in the same week. And that's just a national holiday. You get spring break and then you get Golden Week. And that's a big deal for everybody everywhere. And it is something that is incredibly unique and interesting that happens in Japan. No, it's wild. I wish, like, 
I mean, I guess you can say, well, no, not really. Outside of like colleges and stuff, you don't really get a whole week off any time in America. So, no, like unless you are in school with spring break, yeah, this stuff just doesn't happen. Yeah, we need one of those. You know, we need an emperor um, who we can just get like a full day off or a week, you know, and just a bunch of holidays back to back so we can do weird, spooky stuff with our weird, spooky, non girlfriend, cat girlfriend who will forget everything. I'm going to go with no, but hey, you know what? Do you? Um, but yeah, this whole this whole story happens during Golden Week. We've already seen the setup from Bakemon Atari. So what's different? Um, we have the kind of love story arc that gets played up a little more with Araragi. Um, and we don't really see much of uh, Hanagawa's side of it, other than her being the cat mystery girl. Uh, but we do kind of get more insight into what her family life is like. So, Kai, first off, what's your take on the Araragi secretly loves Hanakawa's, like, storyline? I thought it... Okay, so... I, after being exposed to this long form, instead of just like, you know, in passing, like we were in Baka Monogatari, this makes me feel like Tsubasa, um, which is Hanakawa, is the more, like, it feels like it makes more sense to me. Like, it feels like a better connection. Um, It feels... Because when he's looking up the definition of, like, or he's trying to, like, when he's asking his two sisters, it's like, what is love, you know? Like, is it this? Is it that? And then he comes to his own conclusion. It seems like his conclusion and the, like, presets that he made are met by Hanakawa. Like, I could be incorrect with that, but that is, it seems like what he said his definition of love was is then how he feels for her. But he just, and it's even stated you know, not by Hanakawa herself, but Osu Osuo. I always forget that dude's name. Oshino. Oshino. That, you know, just because she says she doesn't love you doesn't mean she doesn't love you. You know, think about it. And, it, like, the things in the way that she does things, it's like, it's very juvenile on Aragi's part, I feel like, of him just saying, oh, she didn't say it. So, you know, it's not what it is. So, I think... This is the non-toxic relationship that should be happening instead of the I'm gonna stab you every ten seconds. I mean, I kind of, I kind of agree with your points there. Um, in comparison to Avaragi and um, Shingo uh, Senjo Gahara, uh, like the level in which we see Avaragi's input and opinion, uh, it's certainly worlds different than the situation here with Hanakawa. Uh, because in that, we see how he acts, but not the inner dialogue about how he feels. So he's all like, yeah, I love Senjo Gahara, but it's like, we don't really see any of the inner dialogue. We don't see any of that passion, any of that commitment, other than him just being a hero, which in Bakemonogatari, he's the fucking hero for five different girls. So... What makes Senjo Gahara special? Yeah. Like, and the fact that, the fact that, like, none of that seems to be exhibited towards um, Senjo Gahara, but it is with Tsubasa, and you could say, oh, Tsubasa has history with him, or this and that, but especially with the fight with the, um, um, 
what's it called? The cat, uh, table cat or something. Uh, yeah, metal, they, they metal? call it a whole, uh, metal cat from, uh, Bakken Monogatari. This yeah. one, it's called something very particular. Uh, yeah. Which, I, I just watched yeah. I know, should needle cat or something. <laughs> anyway, that cat, the whole yeah. fight, um, black, Han- the black Hanakawa fight, as she is called, is just, yep. I just really liked it. Um, when they were having that like feedback and she goes to like cut him in half, that just felt like a really strong moment that I hadn't felt with any passion towards um Singogahara yet. And it's just like the way he's defying the world for Subasa and all that just to be like, No, I don't love her. Like this felt really weird. Like it felt like it was yes. trying to do that like in, like um inverted expectations just to be edgy type thing, which I didn't like. I mean, you kind of got to deal with the world that you've set up already. Like, this is a prequel. You can't somehow turn the tables and make him suddenly love um, Hanakawa, where he's already in a relationship with the current timeline with Senjo Gahara. Like, you can't just do that unless there's some fate bullshit and you don't want to be on the same timeline, which is fine. It's just incredibly difficult to manage. Um... But one thing we really do kind of get more of is um, the relationship between Araragi and Shinobu, the vampire. We kind of get an intro to the beginning parts of their relationship forming with him giving her to the donuts and her coming in and like saving the day and it being like still kind of really weird. Yeah. What's the over-under on him winding up with Shinobu at the end of all this? I don't know. I don't know anything about this, but that would be wild. I know Shinobu becomes prominent in the rest of the series, um, but it's like adult Shinobu, which I don't lie. I'm here for. Uh, but I think that would be weird because it's like in this um series it was kind of stated that shinobu is a reflection of however akari agari sees her so like that means at some point i guess he is going to see her sexualized so i guess that could be a contender as well just off speculation not knowing anything like further than that and certainly we get that introduction to like shinobu's character in uh bake and nisei monogatari like she is still an apparition and apparitions exist within the confines of how humans view them. So certainly like how Araragi with the biggest pull on uh, Shinobu sees her impacts how she acts, how she looks, what she can do. So in Nisei Monogatari, when we get to see Shinobu become like a teenager with the power up, it's like, Okay, not only is she gaining more strength, but she's also like either in Araragi's view, growing, so she becomes a teenager, or herself, she has more command on how she is seen, which is kind of cool. True, true. Um, which that's an interesting dynamic that we don't get more of in this series. We get a taste of it. We get more introduction to like them being connected, but we don't really get more elaboration on it, which is fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as far as the Shinobu route goes, I thought we had a lot of interesting stuff happen. The sword thing was wild. Like, man, it's just like, 
Um, Her thing was fucking (laughs) weird, which he was like, you've given me donuts. Now I'm going to give you a 13 foot long katana blade. (laughs) Yeah. And they were just like, how does this work? Don't ask questions. And then she was like, you used it wrong. And then she swallowed it. I was like, all right. And her ripping her arm off to pour the blood on him was a thing. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm really starting to like Shinobu, but I'm like, me too, man. Other it was weird that that he grew his pants back, but I'm yeah. not mad at it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like as far as this goes, like um the more and more this goes is the more and more that I like end up liking all the other girls in less Akari or um yeah. It's just like I don't know, like in he was his still like scummy hero self, I guess. Um, in this, but it just, it just really set me wrong how he was just, I don't know. I feel like he's at the point where he's about to have some serious development, but since this is a prequel, I guess it's weird because it kind of, it's like a prequel, but it also feels kind of like a sequel. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, like, because we, we're set at the, yeah, we're set at this point where I totally, I totally feel the vibe because I'm like at this point. Of the Bakke, of the Monogatari series, I'm I'm tired, tired. I want a show where I can like the protagonist, or not like the protagonist. If it was like Evangelion, like okay, he's just a sad punk bitch. That's what he is. Yeah. But like to to like root for a hero that's also this weird pervert is just like like to his sisters too, man. Uh, that's the thing. It's like. Even um, your sisters. Just, I mean, I guess always, always your sisters, because this is a prequel, man. It doesn't get weird yet. It there's still more to come in the timeline. Yeah, and I'm excited. we've already seen. Yeah, like I'm, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the not weird stuff in the extra future. Yes, but like the toothbrush scene is yet to come in the timeline we're currently living in. Yeah, and it's like I'm I'm just so tired of wanting my like hero of justice and winding up with a pervert in a way he's still going to also be a hero of justice yeah there's no gray area it's just he's a pervert and he's a hero of justice i gotta say like this is like as this series goes on as i watch it i'm still comparing our guy to shiro emia and disclaimer shiro emia is nowhere near my favorite paid character like at all but like he's winning this race between um Agari and Shiro. Like Shiro Emi is winning it so far. And it's maybe it's cause you gotta I take the perverseness and I drag him like Agari down a little bit. And I take Shiro's like blind faith and good boy attitude and bring him down a little bit. But the perverseness is definitely bringing Agari down lower. Because even even Shiro Emiya smashes all of the chicks. Depending on which route you're on. But yeah, that's a thing that just happens. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. You know, it's like nice to get the little like caring relationship that goes into like a physical realm. But and not when it's just like, well, we've got kind of here. You, which, know, you know, this one is not even that much bad. Yeah. But go ahead. It was just weird too. Like when, I mean, I get you're not going to take advantage of a girl. after She just told you she's been, you know, beat by her father. But Which, like, yeah, good for him. Yeah, you know? but like the fact that 
I was expecting him to because he did with his sister. Like, I'm like, okay, you did it with your sisters, or you're always going to do this. The fact that he didn't, and he's only sexual towards his sisters, like, thus far, even in the future, I'm like, what? Yeah, man, the weird part, the weird part about Neko Monogatari Black is that, uh, I'm like, Shiro Emiya, no, uh, Avaragi's kink, this, this episode, is licking things. Yeah. He's like, all right, you'll do anything if I don't narc on you. I want to lick your cheek wound. And he doesn't, because, you know, he's like, I'll play it up. But, you know, I'm actually a good guy, which, okay, good for you. Not gonna, not gonna rag on you too hard. But then he's like, I'm gonna lick her desk, which her boobies sit on. And then that's when Catgirl shows up and is like, you fucking pervert. Yes. It was a horrible, horrible time with that. But um, And this is, this is the whole point of the show, like half the point of the show. Yeah. It's just like, man. Still gorgeous. Still the directorial influence on the, the scene composition. Incredible. It's just, fuck, man. This, this plot device, this, uh, this plot thread is kind of rough, which it's just, you know, it, it is part of the series. So uh, I don't know what I'm looking for other than not this. No, uh, now let's talk, about, let's talk about one of the really fucked up parts about this. Um, in a character, in a plot device setting, we find out that um, our girl Hanakawa is uh, been taken over by the cat spirit, but not really. That's the big thing. The cat yes. spirit just kind of like wasn't even there. So like, yes, there's a cat spirit, but it's not like take it over Hanakawa. That's what I love. Hanakawa has making his is making use of the cat spirit as an escape. It's a part of her now. Like. Low key, high key. I love that. Um, I definitely wanted to talk about is Hanakawa's character. I, of course, this is gonna be her story, so you're gonna get my focus on her. But this made me really like her a lot more. Um, better than Singahara as well. But like the fact that she, like the fact that she was in control was a nice twist. I like that. I like that. You know, this perfect. Um, person who's like so good and pure and everything like no one thought she could possibly be doing this she must be in control by that spirit then when you find out it's her it just has that i was like oh hell yeah it had that like extra flair i was like let's go you know the fact that she was out here like literally tried to kill her well i guess she didn't try to kill our boy but like she didn't have knowledge of him being a vampire correct i don't think so up until this point so she literally, like, took his arm off, expecting him to die. Expecting, I like, kind of not to care about what happened to him, because he was continuing to play the game. Because she, she was like, all right, you deal with these bodies. I don't care. And then he was like, stop, wait, halt. And then she was like, oh, okay, let's uh, chop your arm off. Yeah, she's like, did you just tell me what to do? Like, that was wild. Like, and especially when you find out that was her, like, that was wild. And then the whole I mean, I don't I don't think it was a hundred percent her. Yeah. But certainly it was no I don't know, because we know that at the point in which the spirit deals with her parents, that is with the point in which she becomes like now reconscious in a way. And I don't know like to what line the consciousness happens. Is it like I am going to now give 
like willingly give freedom to the spirit or like I am going to become the spirit and take these actions as myself. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a transformation or like a, okay, spirit, it's your time to run the body. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but certainly like, it's not just a a hundred percent possession thing is different from like everything else we've seen. Now the fucked up part kind of comes in where her whole backstory happens. So like her parents aren't even her biological parents, like her biological mom died and her biological mom killed herself. Her dad died. Oh yeah. So she's like with her stepmom and her remarried husband that are not blood and it's problematic. So like the the whole Golden Week story arc starts off as we've seen in Bakemonogatari is she's got a patch on her on her cheek hiding a a cut where she was struck by her father. And in this one like she knows like um Oh yeah, it's totally her fault. She's too nice and too caring and I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Like I almost commended the parrots for not beating her sooner because how can you deal with a mirror showing you your vileness? And it's like, mm, okay, like, yo, that ain't the right answer, chief, but okay, let's keep it moving. <sighs> you know, that was that, that like literally I was like, wow, okay. Um, that's messed up because especially now that this is new best girl and I'm not gonna lie, the whole um, Hanakawa Black does add to her being like, best girl even though we had already seen her before but i don't know it was like something there just felt like there was more care done to this like iteration of her than the last it may have been underwear i don't know but i think it was the acceptable level of fan service yeah like i'm i'm finally like okay we're in a safe zone we can appreciate what they're showing us now thank god yeah like and I just, like I said, I just really rock with the fact that we got to see so much of Hanakawa. Like, she got to be, she got to cut loose, you know. She got to, like, seeing her take out a guy was satisfying. <laughs> she cut him in half. Um, seeing Shinobu, Man. like, show up, too, was just, that was, like, a good-ass five minutes. Yes. And even though it was different from the way they portrayed it in Bakemonogatari, I think it was interesting to see, like, this portrayal. Um, certainly with fucking Araragi getting chopped in half, but like putting the sword in his body so that like he would catch your arm in the slice. Yeah. And that causing like the separation between the spirit and Hanakawa, like that was slick in his, uh, or cunning in his planning, but also like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. How the fuck did you get the sword inside (laughs) of you, my guy? Like What? And how did you just let yourself get fucking cut in half? Like, is this still what we're doing? Are you not going to get your hands dirty? I mean, I feel like that's going to be the whole thing, which I hope it's not. I hope he fights back, which I believe he does in one of these. I feel like I've seen it somewhere that he does, like, there's an actual fight sequence. So hopefully we get there. But in terms of, you know, what we got going on as of now, I don't feel like we will in the next one either maybe later down the road um but who knows we might have to cover that at some other point i don't know 
Yes, certainly at some other point. Um, I think we're going to make it through Monogatari uh, series season two and call it pause for covering Monogatari for at least a little while. Yeah, I will continue to watch it. I will say that because I am very interested. Um, as for Neko Monogatari Black, um, I thought it was interesting to get more insight in a character that is a major player in the game. Uh, certainly in a like a past tense uh, situation, more elaboration on the history of where we are in the story. Uh, certainly personally interesting. I like the fact that they're playing up an Araragi romance, but certainly it's like, okay, you're playing up an Araragi romance, but it cannot be currently with the where we're sitting in the canon because he's with Senjogara. Yeah. So like, why did you show me this? Yeah. So did this like make you feel any like type of way where you are you now like does she still stand where she stood before in terms of like her placement on the list of like best girls? Or? Personally, yes, because like we didn't really learn anything new. We just got more interaction between the two characters and more fan service in more of an acceptable way. But uh, in terms of character development, no, not really. This is all stuff we knew about. True. Just being retold to us and re-shown to us in a different format. True, true. Um, I gotta say, though, um, as far as I'm concerned, it's still... I don't know why, but like this, like you said, it was the same information that we got. But for some reason, this made it feel like this put her above Shinji Gohara for me. I'm not sure why. Like, I feel like it was just it made me realize, I guess, how like I guess how genuine she is as a person. I guess you could say that. Like, yeah, you don't want a uh, a Sundre. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. And also, we don't get a lot of fan service from Sinjogahara other than Cinderella shit. True. So, like, okay. Yeah. Show me the one that's loving and caring and also pretty. True, true. Um, but next, we have Monogatari Series Season 2, correct? Second season. Yeah, which I have no idea what that's about. But <laughs> it's more Monogatari, so... Shit, I get, I I know I I know what we're getting into. I guess. Yeah, like I don't honestly. It's twenty six episodes. It's the longest one we're gonna see, so it's gonna be interesting to see what the story and the premise about that is. I know it's everybody cut their hair for this. So, <laughs> man, yeah, everybody cut their hair. That's one thing. His little sister, uh, Sukihi, had long hair. And Neko Monogatari. Yeah. But of course she had short hair later on. So yeah, everybody's cutting their hair. It's short hair season for everybody but us here at your typical Shona protagonist. You can catch the show at all your podcasts. Talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at your typical Shona protagonist or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U R T S P. Kai, you got stuff too? Uh, yeah, you can find me at static dreads with a C um, on Twitter Come check out what's going on when I'm tweeting. Um, stay tuned for video stuff dropping soon. Um, soon, soon. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. And, of course, you can catch the other product at Content Breaker on all your podcasters as well. We'll catch y'all next week for even more 
Monogatari on your typical Shonda protagonist.